Welcome to Trilodron Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey. Episode 22, Summer Progress. Well, hello and welcome again to Trollodon Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey, and this is episode 22. Like I just said, we are continuing this ongoing process of a podcast here, which shares some tidbits, insights, background information, and other things you're not going to necessarily find anywhere else related to the world of Trollodon. So hopefully you've been enjoying it. I have been so far. And like I said, I'm trying to keep these podcasts interesting, but also uh, pithy in the sense that I'm not trying to go on and on, on about stuff. But like I said, if you want to find out some more information in general uh, and you're not getting it on this podcast, let me know. Or if you want to find out more information that I, things I've shared or have some ideas and things that you want to pass on or just comments and things in general about the podcast, you can do so at behind, that's B-E-H-I-N-D, at Chad Corey, that's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E dot com, and I will look at that information. And if you have any questions in general you want to ask, I'll see if I can propose answering those questions on this podcast as well. And maybe there'll be a, something that people also have a question on, but just haven't had a chance to ask it themselves, so it could be benefit for everybody on that front. And again, if you just want to share where you're getting access to this podcast, that would be really helpful, very insightful actually too. I'm always curious to see where this is reaching, how it's getting to people, and what they are listening to it on, like what service provider and things like that, and kind of to see, like I said, how far the reach is. And that helps me better assess some things from a marketing and distribution standpoint, which I'm sure isn't really sexy to think about, but it's something that needs to be taken into consideration when you're doing this sort of venture as well. And just another quick plug here, well, I can, I don't know for those who are interested if this is something I've shared before, I maybe have a couple other podcasts, but there is a social media connection to the world of Trilodron I'm trying to kind of make people aware of and seeing how well I can build that up in particular. Uh, you can find that information on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trilodron, basically. It's just T-R-A-L-O-D-R-E-N. And I try and post some interesting tidbits and things there, and I and a kind of frequent basis there. Again, these are things you're not necessarily going to find anywhere else on any other platform. They're kind of specific to those particular platforms, kind of rewarding people for following along and getting some more uh, insight and basic information about the world setting in general that goes beyond just the books and stories and, and things of that nature. You can also go to the website, trilodren.com, that's T-R-A-L-O-D-R-E-N.com, and there is a lot more information that gets posted there as well. And again, that's something I try and update on a uh, semi-regular basis, and by that I mean I try and do something uh, at least once a month, putting some new tidbits, more information on there in general, so it kind of keeps things interesting and, and fresh and things like that. And you'll find out basic information about the world setting as far as uh, the different people, history, and, and various things that I'm able to add in there over the ensuing weeks and months. But also, I try and said, like I said, I try and expand the information that's been posted so you have more information and insight to benefit from each time you come back. So right now, in the I'm in the process of updating that website. I'm trying to do a new fresh coat of paint, shall we say. Uh, 
I don't know necessarily when that's going to be done. I'm trying to do that in between some other things I'm working on as well. But there will be a new update to the website. Uh, it, will, it will still function the same. It will still have the same information for the most part. It will just have, like I said, a new aesthetic to it and hopefully be a little bit easier to navigate and visually enjoy on all devices and platforms in particular. So I'll probably have more of an update on that and maybe the next episode or the one after that after I have time to kind of finish up the editing process and the uh, the layout and design process. Again, I'm kind of doing it in between several other things, so kind of sneaking it in as I have time to do so. But in the meantime, there is still a functioning and nice website up there right now you can take advantage of if you are so interested. And last but not least, one of the fun announcements here of uh, keeping you updated on things is that the box set for the Wizard King Trilogy is still available for pre-order. And I would encourage you, if this is something that you are interested in, maybe you were interested in the trilogy but just haven't gotten around to picking it up yet, or you might know someone, friend, family, loved one, who would be interested in this and you think would benefit from it, maybe as a gift or just they want to pick it up for themselves, do please consider checking out the box set. It is something, I think, of a great value in the sense that you get three books in a nice slipcase and you get a fold-out world map that was always meant to be with the box, uh, with the story in general, but just never got printed with the books. So it's kind of the best combination, I think, that we can offer at this point in time for the entire trilogy. And the benefit, of course, with the box set is when doing the pre-order is that sometimes you can find places that have special discounts, promotions and things, so you get it even lower than what you initially would get in general for buying the books just individually. And I will again say that the price, as far as I know, it hasn't changed. It is the same price you'd get for buying the books originally at cover price, so you're not going to lose out on doing that. It's not more expensive. But like I said, you do get the benefit of having the slipcase and having the fold-out world map if that's of an interest or advantage to you. And again, the box sets will be available for pre-order and later and uh, available in stores at all the stores that I'm aware of, bookstores, and in comic shops. You have a process of ordering through previews, which you can still take advantage of as well if that's something that you want to, to get into and uh, an order from your comic shop in general. So I'd encourage you to do that. And again, keep your eye out for sales and deals and things in general and get it for even cheaper prices as well. That is coming out the 27th of September, so we still have a few more months to do the pre-order in that. Why am I pushing pre-order so much? Well, in general, it helps with the ordering of how many copies need to be printed with the printer and the publisher, which we're still in the process now of finalizing, and I'm happy to say we are, I think, really sitting pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the orders we've gotten so far. And I think the Dark Horse is as well. It's always kind of a rough figure right now. It gets more solid when we get closer to the actual cutoff date, which should be, I think, this week or next. They want to start printing in July. I know it sounds weird, but you got to do this way ahead of time because you got to have the book obviously printed and done in order to ship it and have it available for release. So we will be printing it in the next, I think, next couple weeks, sometime in July, if I don't remember correctly there. But So do take advantage of pre-ordering that and get that information in as soon as you can if this is of interest to you so we can get the right number of copies ordered. I just don't want to have what happened last time with the, the first book, Return of the Wizard King, happen again as we get into Christmas time and stuff and just where basically they ran out of books and nobody had any for several months, and which was not good during probably one of the busiest buying seasons of the year 
where you had you know the first book in a series not available. That's uh, it was kind of unfortunate, but thankfully we have copies there now. But just I don't want that to happen again, especially with the box set, which kind of I think would go even more around Christmas time for gift sets and things like that. So that is beneficial if you can you know take advantage of that, order it you know in the next couple weeks or so. That would be great. It also helps in doing the bestseller list. I know it might not seem super exciting and sexy to some people, but this kind of thing, the pre-ordering of books, is something that gets added in rather heavily to the consideration of what gets listed on the bestseller list. And that's, from all I know, basically all of them. And maybe I can even get a title of, you know, best-selling author, which would be kind of fun to put on future titles as well. And besides the box set, what is going on is I'm talking to Dark Horse about graphic novels. I know I mentioned this before in previous episodes, but it is something I really am trying to pursue really hard this particular month in particular, or this summer in particular, with Dark Horse. Um, I just really would like to get something going with them. I've only been able to have one graphic novel so far with them, which seems ironic or weird, given that I've had more prose than, than comic books, and they are known for being a comic book publisher, not really a prose publisher. So I'm trying to get that changed, get that reversed a little bit more. Or I'm doing more graphic novels than, than books, but we will see how they move forward on that. As you know, publishing is kind of a, a slower process as far as getting stuff going and printing. And when you deal with graphic novels and you have more people involved and more things and moving components, it can take a little longer still with design, production, distribution, marketing, that kind of fun stuff. So while I'm looking to have the goal of this be have this graphic novel coming out for the the fifth year anniversary of the Wizard King trilogy, which would be 2025, I know that seems like a long ways away at this point, but in reality, it is getting pretty close to having to get something done and get something moving on it because of, like I said, the printing, distribution, marketing, design work element, it, it takes takes some time and it needs some time to get everything put into place so that to get it released for that particular time of the year we need to start working on something relatively soon and that's why i'm trying to pitch it to them now and hopefully they pick it up and move forward with it especially since the one i'm trying to pitch would be kind of a prequel to the wizard king trilogy sharing more information about how Cadroth came to be his master and how a lot of the wizards worked in things in general which I think went for a really fun standalone story there, but also tied into the the first book, Return of the Wizard King, in general. So that is something I like to get out there and pitched, and I'm trying to move forward on that. Obviously, the goal is to, once that gets into the pipeline, once those things are put forward, have more graphic novels produced in the future. And that is something I can easily do. At the time of this recording, we have probably about, I'm going to guess between 9 and 12, probably at least 10 graphic novels that have been written and again they're just sitting there waiting to be produced and and used so it's time to get them out there into the marketplace and get it into people's hands these are fun entertaining stories and they cover the gamut of time periods different people different settings in the world uh, just all sorts of fun stuff that i i really want to get out there and they're uniquely crafted for the, the the visual medium in that these are stories you can really enjoy from a visual standpoint as well as a story standpoint. And these are things that I probably didn't want to do or maybe wouldn't work necessarily that well in a, in a traditional prose format. So these are perfectly suited for this type of environment, this type of medium. And I want to get them out there. I want to get these stories out there and share with people as many as possible because this is a fun world setting. And as much as I enjoy the, the prose books coming out, again, that there's a process to that. There's a structure to that. 
and it takes time. And I want to have as many things out there as possible so people can get into this world setting and enjoy it and on as many uh, formula and platforms and things as possible. And speaking of that, besides the graphic novel, a little update on the Shadow Region, which is the new newest story in the Trollodon lineup here. That is going strong. I just recently, at the time of this recording, looked at the final cover layout, I believe, for the front cover, which is great. It looks really neat and interesting. We're doing something a little bit different than what we did before for the previous trilogy. The trilogy was more traditional fantasy, you know, epic kind of type of feel kind of thing, and it worked really well for that particular story and how I wanted to introduce that to people. This one, though, is going to be a little bit different flavor, a little bit different look. Uh, I don't want to—I don't want to say it's introspective or things like that, but it just has more of a—I guess you can say of a movie poster type of thing, type of feel to it. And I'm sure some people might not like it. Some people think it's great, like everything people do. It's subjective, but I just—you know—I think it's really fun what we did. We try to carry over some of the same elements from the previous trilogy, since this ties into, in some ways, aspects of that. But it is a completely standalone story. You don't have to have any previous background to get into the storyline or the world of Trollodon on that front. You can just get right into it and enjoy it. It's also a little bit different. It's not going to be epic in scale, shall we say, as far as you know, big, huge battles and things and stuff like that. It's more of, a, I guess you can say, an explorative type of story, more of a definite narrative type of read. Um, something different I haven't done before. It's kind of... If you want to equate it to, you know, the Wizard King trilogy was this big mess of triathlon. You had to, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on and battles and epic stuff and huge things that are taking place. This is now the the, the, the breather, <laughs> you know, the, the cool down period uh, of the story. And you can kind of enjoy more nuanced things and elements and just a different, it's, it's still a fun story. I still enjoy it. There's still things that happen, take place. A lot of uh, twists and turns and things as far as people plotting and doing different things and stuff, but it's sharing more about what goes on with the gods and the realms beyond Trollodon as well, uh, which I which I really think is uh, something that hasn't really been done a lot in the fantasy setting in general. We don't often get into the, the higher realms and stuff, and I just wanted to share more about that and, and get more information and background on that in general. And I, again, I really enjoyed the story. It, it showcases the gods and things and, and some other places and people as well that I think would be a very good benefit and just, I guess, a kind of a cool-down, enjoyable story that could also introduce people to the world setting in general. That is still slated for a, I believe it's a March release, 2023. I'm thinking March 27th for some reason, but don't hold me to that. You can always go to the website, chadcorey.com, for more information about you know for all the books that are coming out, their release dates and such as well. But that will be probably something we'll talk about more on next episode, next month's episode, because usually what happens with Dark Horse, I think with most publishers in general, is they have a nine-month, I say a birthing window, to get a book out there. They usually release, at least we have been for Dark Horse, nine months before release. We make it available for people to pre-order, and we begin to do the marketing and promotional aspects of it. Again, it picks up more the closer we get to the actual release date, but we do a little bit beforehand, make people aware of it, get some kind of buzz generator for it as well. And given that it's coming out in March, you were looking at a July um, information or at least July-August release as far as making it available for order and information available to the general public. So that is 
available probably, like I said, next month or at the very least uh, in August. I'll be sharing more information about that. There will be an audiobook tied into that I'll talk more about as well. And, of course, a digital version as well. And I'll share more about the covers and information and maybe some, some more information, some things you might not find necessarily anywhere else, <laughs> as I've been saying, with this episode uh, in the podcast as well. So that's what's going on with that, those two stories. I am kind of still waiting on Rainier's Legacy. I think I've gotten some uh, direction on what to do with it now. Obviously, trying to put it out for October, like my original date was for this year, it's still doable, I guess, in theory at the time of this recording. It's just not necessarily 100% practical as far as getting some marketing distribution and sales going. Things are very uh, production-oriented, speaking you need to have at least a few months ahead up, heads up for the marketing and production people to to get it into the distribution system and to make people aware of it and the salespeople have time to do stuff. And again, it's not not saying it can't be done and we can't do it. I just don't really have a lot of peace on that right now. It doesn't seem the best course of action at this point in time. So I'm looking at doing it next year. And I think, as I said in previous episodes, that'll work better with the option I'm looking at for distribution. Again, I could do this anytime I wanted to if I just wanted to do it and just, you know, just print something up or even just do an ebook or something. I but I just don't want to do that. I don't want to just throw something together and put it into the marketplace and just, you know, cross my fingers that someone's gonna find it and buy it. That isn't how I wanna do this. I wanna do it as professional and as you know, big as possible, and that would mean getting distribution. And I, like I said earlier in previous episodes, I think I've found a channel to have distribution. And that is the key thing. I know with this company, I already have an audio deal in place and a digital deal in place contingent upon me getting distribution. And if I get distribution with the same company, it just makes a lot of sense to have them do it. And the nice thing about it, if I'm understanding it correctly, I, again, I don't know all the details, so I can't share everything yet. But it sounds like it'll be a setup in such a way where they could even print it for me so everything would be in-house, which would make it a whole lot easier. I'd save on shipping, I'd save on distribution costs uh, in a lot of ways, and it would just be a lot easier to manage and maintain and put everything all in one basket for that particular title. So I hope to have more soon on that, maybe even towards the latter portion of the year. We'll see how things go and uh, where things look. But again, Rainier's Legacy is still haven't forgotten about it. It's just kind of hit the pause button for now until we come to some more, uh, be able to talk to the publisher more about getting some distribution things lined up, which unfortunately won't be until they said next year, but maybe I'll check again in the fall and see where things sit at that point in time. So that's basically the wrap-up as far as we got here for trial and books are concerned. Obviously, there's some more things in the works I'll share about what I am able to do so. And obviously, I have more titles that are going on besides Trollodon, but that's what I can share now for Trollodon in general. So hopefully, like I said, it's been a fun update, some um, updates some things you didn't maybe know or wanted to know more information about. And then again, if I didn't say something you wanted to hear or you wanted to hear some more information about things in other topics or aspects, send me an email. Let me know. Send it to behind. That's B E H I N D at chadcorey.com, and I'll do my best to either answer it, like I said, on the podcast or answer you directly as well. And we can go from there. Otherwise, thanks very much. Hopefully, you're having a great summer here, and I look forward to talking to you next episode. Thanks for listening.
This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.